totally, totally believe in your talent. You can always be better than you've ever imagined. You really can. Uh, just imagine being better, and you, you'll turn into that. Starting off is going to be tough. You know, financially, it's going to be tough. Uh, getting jobs is going to be tough. But uh, if you really want to do this, stick to it. You know, it's 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 a cliche to speak, but it's what else can you do? You can't give up. Go back to your job working in the cubicle? I don't think so. Uh, there's enough people out here for us to support yourself, and it's going to be a, it's going to be just fine. But just be aggressive, and not being, don't be obnoxious, don't be a jerk, and uh, treat everybody like you want to be treated yourself. It's a, it's a, it's it's pretty easy. It really is. It's just uh, not easy, but it's easy to try. Welcome to the Wedding Video Boss Podcast, where we talk about the business of being a wedding creative, and for Wednesdays, a sneak peek into my world as a wedding videographer. I'm your host, Paul Santiago, and just like what I said earlier, it's Wednesday, so that means we're going to put a spotlight on wedding filmmaking. Today's guest is none other than Steve Moses. If you don't know who Steve Moses is, you should look him up, because let's just say he's pretty much seen everything, and now he's here to share it with all of us. He's ready, so let's start the show. You might recognize Laura and Steve Moses of Vantage Point Productions. The Moseses are true industry Olympians, having won eight Weva Creative Excellence Awards, six Forever Group Artistic Achievement Awards, and multiple other international awards in their 21 years as a full-time production company. It might be longer. Just, just a quick note. They've been called the prom king and queen and model husband and wife team of wedding video. And Steve has somehow acquired the honorific title, the mayor. But forget the awards, the accolades for a moment, since they're not what define this couple. And they certainly don't tell the whole story of their lives in this business or this business in their lives. The mountaintop didn't come to the Moseses. So Steve's here to tell us how they got there. So friends... Help me in welcoming Steve Moses. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, it, it's just a special thing. I'm, I'm out playing golf right now, but I'll try to focus on this, this call, okay? Oh, my gosh. Might be a few breaks, I hit a few balls, okay, once in a while. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually why okay. I wanted to interview you, because you're, playing, you're just playing golf every day, which is... Yeah, beautiful. I wish. You know, not really. Not really, but uh, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? How are oh. you feeling? Are you feeling especially handsome today? Yep. Every time I see you, though, I feel uh, less handsome because you're standing next oh, to really? me. Oh, well, really? Yeah. That's okay. Just don't look at me, okay, at these mixers, all right? Just kind of avoid me. But uh, no, you're you're a popular, handsome young man. You got it all. Even, you even got the height. I never got that. <laughs> <laughs> I was breastfed until I was five, so... That's why. In a, <laughs> like in a Game of Thrones where the redheaded guy was breastfed by a giant woman and that's what gave him his big stick. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I going, well, really? That's wild. Who thought of that? <laughs> no spoilers, right? No spoilers. <laughs> I was on the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's that up? so funny. Okay. What, what, what is it you want me to do? I'm, I'm awake now. It's okay. I got my coffee and we're ready to go. Shoot. Perfect. Okay. So before we start, I wanted to ask you uh, to tell us something, tell the listeners something about yourself that they probably don't know. Uh, well, they don't know for a reason. You know, I, I don't want them to know. You know, it's a, it's a secret. No, my life is no is no secret at all. I uh, I was born a small child, which is pretty normal. You know, I had a good good life, good childhood, and I uh, had an older brother and worked for my parents in a they had a small grocery store chain out here in a, in the San Gabriel Valley. They had like four uh, stores, and I managed one of them. And I wasn't married at the time, and I was just a party boy, and uh, so I just worked for my parents. You know, what else could I do? Went to Mount, Sac Mount San Antonio College, got about two years just to keep me out of the draft. That, that worked well. So, uh, But I never liked doing grocery store work. And I had always, since I was a kid, I uh, had a 8-millimeter uh, camera back in the 60s and I uh, always made movies and all kinds of stuff like that I had an older cousin who got me into that and uh, that was a lot of fun and I was using that camera up until uh, making movies and whatnot up until 1980 went to a trip to Mexico with a couple of friends of mine and uh, made a movie down there and it was just it was just fun and then on that trip I saw a tourist carrying a big camera video camera attached to a, you know the recorder that hangs on your side and I went what the hell is that and uh 
I got to get one of those, you know. So as soon as I got back home, bought a video camera, and uh, had an idea of doing weddings and started uh, doing a few weddings here and there. This is in 1982, and uh, electricity had just been invented recently, so that helped out a lot, you know. You know that really was, but uh, <laughs> batteries weren't too good, and they aren't good now either, are they? Uh, so I just uh, kind of started doing it while working, still working for my parents, and uh, and I did a, I don't know. Maybe ten, fifteen weddings the first year. My first, uh, I remember my first wedding. I charged two ninety five, which was outrageous at then. And uh, I got it, and it was fun. We were off and rolling. I, uh, I hadn't met Laura yet, and so I, I was living with another guy. We were having a you know, bachelor pad kind of thing, and so he went out with me and shot, and didn't know what the hell I was doing. Equipment was terrible. You know, we're not going to talk about the good old days because the good old days weren't so good. They really weren't the it's all it was, you know. It was just uh, it, is, it was what it was, and we didn't know any better. But I uh, just uh, hung in there, and uh, about a year later, I uh, decided to get really serious about it, and I just uh, got a little cards printed up. They had no internet then; it wasn't invented yet. I wished I had done that, but uh, that's beside the point. But I had my little business cards in a yellow page ad. Right, that's all you could do. And uh, I knew the yellow page ad wasn't going to bring in tons of business, so I needed to go out right away. I knew common sense that I needed to go to photography studios and give them my card and say, please refer me. I'm desperate. I want to get out of my grocery store and want to start doing weddings. And uh, it was an experience. I was stayed in my area in San Gabriel Valley, went around to all, looked in the yellow pages for all the photography studios, went around there. A lot of them were... Uh, not exactly happy to see me because video was really new at the time and they felt threatened by it. Uh, I don't blame them. They didn't know what it was. They didn't want to lose that piece of the pie or, you know, lose that. I don't blame them. But I went into one studio in West Covina. Uh, they were a high-volume studio. Uh, at the time, they had like 15 photographers and they were doing six, seven hundred, six or 700 weddings a year. I didn't know that at that point, but I, he was so... The son of the owner was real open to it, took my cards, put them right there. I said, sure, let's, let's do this. It'll be fun. Sounds great. I went out and said, well, that was a nice guy. You know, he was, uh, he was really receptive and everything. And uh, a couple months later, to start getting all these referrals from him, it gave me the big jump start. I probably did, Jesus Christ, the first year probably did 40 weddings with just them. You know, and they, they were great. And then I got to meet a lot of other photographers that worked for them, and they eventually went on their own. And then went on their own. They referred me too, and it was uh, it was great. It was a big big jump start. It was uh, it really got me going. And around eighty in eighty six, I quit the job at the uh, at the at the store, and I was full time. I was married in eighty four, and uh, it just kind of worked out. Laura was working for a General Telephone at the time, was a long distance operator. She was making pretty good money, and uh, she well we had small children at the time, and uh, she wanted to spend more time with them, and one. One day I suggested to her, well, why don't you just uh, come into the business with me? She goes, no, I don't, I don't know if I like it. It's kind of weird. You know, she wasn't really attracted to it. And I told her, well, that's okay. You probably couldn't carry the equipment anyway. She says, I think I can. So I pissed her off, and she said, let's do this. <laughs> it, was, it was a lucky break. I tell you, I was just being a smart ass, and, uh, and she, uh, she started going out, and I started training her how to shoot and everything and all that, all the basic stuff. And uh, in 88, uh, we were doing well enough to where she quit her job. That means we lost all of our medical coverage. We were on our own. And uh, it worked. We took off, did great. And uh, it was just uh, it was just quite an experience. And she shot for a lot of, a lot of years. And, and sadly, in, 19, in the early 90s, my uh, six-year-old son got brain cancer, got a tumor, which was, that wasn't fun. Found out on a Friday, we had four weddings the next day. I was going to do two of them. Laura was going to do one, and another shooter we had was going to do the fourth one. Laura couldn't do it, so uh, I called up a lot of people. They didn't have Facebook then, right? I don't know how. I, I said their numbers, called them up, found someone to work, and uh, got it covered. So that was kind of turned our world upside down. He uh, he survived. He has surgery, radiation, chemo, the whole the whole movie, the week stuff, everything. And uh, but he's fine. He's here right now, uh, still living with us. Oh, wow. But it was a, uh, it was it was crazy. It was just an, it was just insane. It was something that this isn't really happening. But uh, we had purchased uh, Blue Shield, paying like fifteen hundred bucks a month for it. You know, at that point, 
and uh, thank God we had it because we got him the best care in the world, and he uh, he's okay today. Uh, but we got over that. And uh, once uh, Laura had the nurse him, she wasn't shooting quite as much as usual back then. And when she was taking care of him in the hospital, he was, you know, treatments, everything, the whole thing. And uh, But since when we got done with that and everything was okay, uh, she started editing. This was around 2001, I guess. And that's when our, uh, that's when we really uh, increased the quality of our, our, our editing and everything. It just really turned it around. She's, she's a great editor, and I had no idea a lot better than I am. I taught her what I knew, and she just took off with it. She just, uh, just did incredible. That's when we hit our peak in the uh, in the mid 2000s. So that was uh, that was it. And what you don't know about me, I was born in Dallas, Texas, and uh, moved out here when I was about seven years old. And, uh, I've lived in uh, Sangro Valley forever. Moved out to San Clemente about four years ago, almost four years ago, and it's uh, it turned out well. I've always done a lot of Orange County weddings in events and uh so it was a natural thing and i always wanted to move to the beach where it was cooler so it worked out well i was happy about that and uh, it's just uh we've had a great run really have yeah, we've uh, slowed down a little bit now just but that's on purpose but uh, I'll, I'll talk more about that later yeah. is that well, enough yeah oh yeah that's, that's that's perfect actually i wanted to ask you in your prime not in the, the in the peak of your company like when you started usually it's like a five six year run right or unless for you it's probably more but how many yep. weddings do yep. you average a year uh now or back then but ba- uh like now about yeah back then when you were like in the peak of your business oh god at our biggest it was probably uh 115 120 a year wow uh laura was shooting laura was shooting uh with me and she was also shooting on her own i was shooting on my own of course and we had a couple other uh, uh freelance shooters that would cover weddings for us and uh it was pretty crazy. It was a, uh, it was a lot simpler. We're talking about the, you know, ninety three or ninety two or something like that. It was a, uh, it was not like it is now. It was a, uh, it was basically very basic. We had a highlight. I, I don't know if I'm the first one to ever do a highlight, but I never had never had seen one because you know, there was no internet. You know, it was crazy. Uh, I just thought I want to do a shorter version and started doing that, and that was always fun. But even a highlight was like fifteen minutes or so. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It's insanity. And the videos were, you know, I did a lot of Catholic weddings. Uh, being in Sangro Valley, there was a lot of Hispanic uh, population there, so we did a lot of Catholic ceremonies. So the videos were long. And it was on VHS, then eventually Super VHS, and then Mini DV and blah, 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 all the other stuff all the way down the road. But, uh, yeah, we were doing a lot, and the edits went pretty quick. Back then, if I remember right, I was getting like eleven ninety-five for each wedding. That was, uh, you know, I was making pretty good money, you know, that in it was uh, it was amazing. Overhead was low, which is always good to have. I always had a studio residence in our home. We've always had nice houses. Clients came for demos, impressed by the house and everything. And it was uh, it's always worked out. Even the corporate clients would come. We've always done a lot of corporate work. Uh, not as much anymore. It's just kind of faded out for a lot of reasons. But uh, you know, it was always about a 60-40, uh, 60% wedding income and 40% corporate. And uh, most of those corporate leads came from... Uh, uh, spin-offs of our weddings uh fathers would work for a company blah, blah, blah whatever but uh i love corporate work you do that right yes we we do corporate we're, we're actually trying to get into a little bit more corporate just to make up for the for the lull months like the slow season very much so very much so it's uh, still tougher now because of a lot of the corporations think that they can just use an iphone and a, and a little uh, promo for their website you know it's a bummer but uh Back then, there wasn't that, so we would make films about a company, go to the, you know, the tour of the plant or whatever, and put it on DVD, and they would go to these trade shows and order five, six hundred DVDs. Yeah, you know, duplicating DVDs, it was amazing. That's crazy. It was great, easy money. No, it was easy money. My God, you know, not a lot of talent to make a DVD copy. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. <laughs> The video had to be good, but uh, it was it was great. And then uh, that just kind of went away when the internet came and everything was online, obviously. And it's just tough. But there's a uh, corporate is is fun. It's so different from weddings. Whole different ball game. More problems, you know, less problems. It's but it's it's such a yin and yang of it. You know, it's really nice. And I wish I could do more now, but uh, it's just uh, it's okay. You know, how are you enjoying your uh, corporate stuff? You enjoy it? Yes. More, more, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the the main thing is corporate. Corporate pays more, way more 
then it's less work for more money, which is always great. And you can never get that for weddings. So whenever no, we do never. corporate, it's just it's it's beautiful. Like we film we film two hour parties, and they pay us like how much wedding people pay us, and it's it's perfect. Exactly, exactly. So I want to ask you. Uh, different bosses telling you. Yeah. Go ahead. So I want to ask you, because you were saying you were doing like 115, right, a year in, on an average before in your peak. What tip can you give to videographers who want to do high volume with their business? They want to do high volume. That's, uh, that's great. Uh, obviously, you need people to work for you so you, re you can relate to and they know how you're, what your branding's like and how you're uh, shooting. That's because a lot of people are uh, not new, but they're they haven't been around a long time, and they all they know is what they've seen on a on a Vimeo and whatnot, you know. But it's just a matter of training them, which is a pain in the butt to train. It really is. It's just uh, it's just hard. But uh, they have to be reliable. They have to look good. They have to have talent, which is important. It's just a it's just a situation where you're you found a big crew. How'd you find yours? I never had a big crew, by the way. I try to keep it as smaller as possible and still handle my work. I want to keep. I want. To, I always want to keep it kind of a boutique, kind of a studio. Even if we've been doing this full time, thirty six years, and it's always been that way. And I've gotten more people shooting once in a while. I always try to keep it small. But uh, how do you do that? You got a, quite a big crew, and um, any we, tips I have is simply hire good people. You know, simple as that. It, yeah, it's just it. We we were just lucky. Finding finding these people. Some some of them they don't want to shoot. Some of them they want to shoot, and some of them they don't really want to put up their own business. So it was just like perfect timing for everyone. But yeah, it, I think when it comes to looking for people, it I, that's the trickiest part because I, I'm pretty sure for you when you were starting out, you know the cameras were so expensive that not everyone was a videographer or not everyone was a photographer, right? So since now exactly, everything's uh, like cheaper. So much more. The cameras were three times as much back then. It's crazy. I remember paying uh, almost $6,000 for this big three-tube camera. It was a piece of crap, too. It was, it was unbelievable. I got it mainly for corporate work, but uh, it was just a waste of money. It was a bummer. But uh, a lot of people, when I got me to shoot got for shoot for me the first time they had no equipment they had had enough to uh, show them how to work my equipment they used mine but uh, later on uh, it was uh, they usually had their equipment when things things got better you know do you do all your editing or do you have a your in-house editors or you send it out we we have our in-house everyone everything's Good. done in-house so which is perfect that's what we've always done too uh, only editors have ever used are myself and Laura and uh, so that's just been uh, I've never had the urge to do that, you know. It's just a kind of crazy, and I just I know what I want, and I like to I like to edit my own work. It's just a, it's just so important. But uh, yeah, uh, finding second shooters is tough now because they're all trying to start their own business, and it's hard for them to commit to a a day six months out. You know, when if you need them, and uh, they might get their own wedding. It's just a awkward situation unless you pay them enough to uh, make a living out of out of working for yourself. I don't know. It's just how yeah. do you handle that? Yeah, you just you guys are all full time, right? Yeah, we we just look for uh, we just try to find people who really want to work with us, which is tough because yeah, you're right. Everyone wants to have their own business, but I feel like not everyone should be a business person. And, and they know or, that too, usually too. Yeah. So what what they kind of advice? What kind of advice would you give for someone who wants to who's starting out? Like what? What should they they do first? Uh, get a personality. It's the first thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's yeah, it's true. It's, it sounds terrible, but uh, I can't emphasize enough how much this industry is personality based. So important in relationships with the clients and all the other vendors. And like I said, if you don't have one, try to get one. Make yourself popular. Be confident. Uh, it's uh, easier said than done. Obviously, you know you've been in networking where you see the wallflowers, you know, and you feel sorry for them. I always try to go over and talk to them, make them feel at ease. But uh, it's got to start within yourself. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta not be cocky and don't get a big ego. Have a healthy ego, but not a big one. But uh, it, you, you can't be shy in this business, or you're just gonna fade into the background. Yeah. Uh, in a, like you did when I first met you. 
Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, it, it's great because when whenever I go to networking events, I always, ever since high school, I always looked for the wallflowers, because, <laughs> yeah, because when, when in high school, you know, I I grew up like as this nerdy kid, and you know, I I was just like, I didn't really fit in, and I was just fortunate enough to be this tall to get into the basketball team so I was I was kind of like yeah. a jock but not really so it right, when, right. so whenever I started to become one of the varsity players in high school I still went back to my friends in cl the classroom like I hang out with the varsity players yes but afterwards whenever I'm in the class I always make I want to make sure that everyone is comfortable around er everyone else like each other so whenever we go to networking events, that's that's what I do too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great thing to have. Uh, I pride myself in the fact that I like to make people at ease and and uh, get them get them feeling better. You know, yeah. uh, that was you. That was your high school career. You weren't quite as handsome then, so that was the problem. You know, yeah, you yeah, grew yeah. Into it. It's, <laughs> a, it's a good thing. You know, we're both lucky to be so handsome. It's really big. It's helped out a lot. You know that. Oh yeah, it, it's easier for people to feel comfortable when they're with like um, uh, pretty looking people. I know it's so true, isn't it? And, uh, getting back to when I first met you, I remember it was um, about three and a half years ago. I had just moved down here, and I wanted to know the local videographers and photographers and whatnot, mainly videographers. So I arranged to have this party here in San Clemente and uh, invented all the videographers from San Diego and Orange County that I knew. And uh, you showed up with your with your entourage and you walked in looking really cool and walked right out again. <laughs> you were there like 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Yeah. You know, we you were intimidated by seeing. We actually were. We watched Book of Mormon that that day. That's why we we're like, "Oh crap, we need to go." But I'm like, first time I saw him, I'm like, "Holy crap, that's Steve Moses!" So it, it's just, it's great. That's why. That's why whenever we go to networking events, I always make make sure that people are comfortable, especially the ones who are obviously like like me. When when I was starting out, I my I could barely like finish a sentence when I talk to like people in English because this isn't my first language. So I always, right. I feel so insecure whenever I talk to someone. And that's why whenever I go to networking events, the quiet, the quiet Asian people I always talk to because I want to make sure that, Hey, if you don't have anyone to talk to, you can talk to me <laughs> because I want to <laughs> make quietly, sure. That, you right? know, and uh, to be honest, you know, you're, you're right. You need to have develop a personality first, right? Because, yeah, we, it's uh, it's important. It's important in life, and that's uh, really important in business. It's yeah. uh, you know, you can try to, you can always increase it a little bit more. You know, just by being a uh, not being shy. Shy is uh, is bad. You know, it's just uh, I was shy when I was in grammar school, and uh, I got over that real quick when I got older. You know, <laughs> you're not shy at all. At all, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not shy. Yeah, you'd be surprised. And uh, it's you know, it's just the way it is. But uh, it's worked out well for us, and. Uh, very happy at and yeah. we did you know so uh, I just wish I could have got to meet you at that meeting but you were only there for like a minute you know and I was going to go make you feel well but I was busy you you didn't <laughs> have to you didn't have you yeah, didn't we have made to. up we, we made up for an, over 50 networking meetings we've yeah. been to together right over <laughs> yeah. the years you know you know, great. you know I I I actually just I, I just remembered, you know, the the reason why I also like going to networking events is I like to meet new people and make sure that cuz when when I was starting out, you know, I was trying to like talk to everyone, but I always you know the the the, the main people that stick out to me are the people that are very ingenuine. Like they mm -hmm. you know that when you're talking to them, they don't really care. And I'm like, why are you mm -hmm. here? What are you doing? You know, this is your brand, right? You, you, you talk to yeah. people, but you're like looking over their shoulder, trying to see if there's other people that are more important. You know, that's that's the one thing I hate. Whenever uh, I I you're talking to someone and you're you're looking over their shoulder, or you when once they start talking to someone else, you could see like a visual, the visible. They just spin around and then they just start walking away. Y like, yes. Uh, 
I'm sorry if I've ever done that to you, but I was probably looking for the bar, and I wasn't looking for people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually did yeah, that it, to you. We've all, we've, all, we've all been guilty of that at one point or another, you know, but going to so many meetings like I do, I've, I've seen good networkers and I've seen bad networkers, and it's just, uh, you just got to be yourself, and it's got to be friendly, open, and uh, and listen to what they're saying to you, you know. don't You can't just walk up and give your, your elevator spiel to them, you know, and uh, yeah. it's just uh, it's a personal thing, which brings me to Orange County Wedding Pro. Right. Yes. One of the fun group, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's a great such thing. A fun it's group. Uh, it's uh, taken off like crazy, and you know, we we did our first mixer mixers about two and a half years ago, and uh, just kind of growing and growing. What we uh, what we're trying to do with that is just something. It's really simple. We just want to celebrate what what's the best in the industry, and that's the people. Yeah. Uh, making our mixers free and everything, and allows us to free ourselves up and simply have fun. Uh, we provide the Facebook. It started out as a Facebook group, but David Doe uh, started about five, six years ago and got me in as administrator. And then we added some other people, Martin Felipe, Alexander Moe, Katie Weiner, Lizzie Liz Chan, and, and David, of course. And we just, uh, we put these in a, what, what it's about is we just provide a Facebook group and the mixers as a place for them to raise their hand and say, Hey, look, I'm here. I'm here. You know, notice me. And it's, uh, it's a great concept. It's a simple concept, and uh, there's a lot of networking groups around. They're all great, but uh, we're having a good time with this thing, and hope to see you in June. Okay. Oh yeah, first. Um, once you posted the schedule, I was probably one of the first ones who who bought the ticket. So I'm always there. That's good. And you know, that's... you get the beginners. You get the, you get the discount free, right? Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Thank everybody. Thank the venues for that. And it's uh, it's a challenge. And uh, you know, we have to have find venues that are uh, that are nice, and we want to have a have mixer there. And they but they have to provide the food, and we don't because we, we we don't have any money at all. You know, so it's uh, it's a it's a challenge. But we've been doing really good lately, getting some really uh, high end places coming in. So and it's nice. We want to have a mixer at a venue that we want to work at too. You know, it's nice to make a you know networking is fun, but you know we're there to hopefully get business too and also have a fun time but it's a it's a challenge but we'll see how long this can go it's a it's going pretty good so it's, and everybody it's going seems to be really having well. fun yeah it's a, it's out of control actually but it's just a, <laughs> totally insane <laughs> well to, <laughs> i can't tell you how much, how much work i put into it thank god i'm caught up on my editing because i can pay attention to the uh, to the facebook group and the mixers because it's a it, it does take a lot of time more time than you would imagine it's a, it's pretty insane Oh yeah, Lizzie Liz was a was a godsend. She helped us out a lot, and uh, she's doing she's doing great. So it's uh it's all working out well. I know you enjoy yourself. Oh yeah, you know, I get to see my friend. I get to see your wife Stella, who I think I have a crush on. But I she's beautiful. You that, can't okay? not have a crush yeah. on her. I know. <laughs> How can you not? You know. <laughs> so th <laughs> that's the thing. thing. Like um, I actually if. If you could give the listeners, to the listeners who don't know what OCWP is, g give them a quick background of what it is. Okay. I guess I'd start off as a Facebook group. Uh, uh, David, uh, who's a photographer, started it. And, uh, I can't remember exactly when I first found out about it, but I loved it right away because it was this different. It had, it had activity. You know, there was people making posts, looking for uh, shooters, looking for this, questions and whatever. And, and it was just fun. And he asked me to be an administrator. And then I added a few other ones, and uh, it took off as a Facebook group. It was really enjoyable, as it is now. If you want anything, you need to find any kind of chairs or whatever, you just post, and you'll have 10 answers right away. And then one day we were just chatting and decided to have mixers, and it just uh, it just turned into that. And it started off small, about 35 people, the first one. Now we're having 200 people, and uh, it's simply a group of people that has no agenda except to uh, get people to meet each other. And to celebrate this uh, incredible business we're in, and uh, it's just, it's really simple. We have 2,600 members, I think now. Not all those are active, of course, but uh, go there and uh, and join. Ask to join. If you're involved in the wedding business, you'll be a member, no cost, and and the mixers are no cost either. It's just, uh, I mean, it's it's a win-win everywhere for everybody. You know, it's just uh, it's just fantastic, and it's a uh, it's fun. I think the reason I why you have fun. I think yeah oh yeah I I think the reason why it's such a click is because you know since we're all small business owners we don't have office mates or you know at least not not a lot of us so having having these networking events it it not only developed uh, professional relationships but it also developed like a 
personal ones. And it, it, it feels good to have friends in the industry to, who understand that, you know, we, we don't get to hang out with people on weekends because that's when we work. So having this sure. group is really, really good. That's for sure. And it's, uh, we're all in it so messed together, you know? We yeah. all got involved in this business somehow. I don't know why or how it ever happened, but we're in it and we're all, we're all in it together. And we got it, and there's enough jobs to go around. Uh, it's just a situation where best people in the world, I tell you, again, there's, there's, nobody is, is mean. And it's just, uh, it's just nice. It's just, uh, it's just crazy. We try not to be clickish, you know, at all. That's just, uh, People, when they're shy, they go there and they feel like it's clickish, but it's just because they're feeling shy and they just can't join in. We, we really try to take it easy and not serious about it, just have a have a good time on the page and at the mixers. It's just, uh, if you're not a member, become one, you'll be happy. Yeah. Right? You, you, you were yeah. talking about when you were starting out, um, when you were starting out that you went to the different stores and you were walking in and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you were talking to the owners. And I feel like that's what's missing now in this industry is the the human connection and how do you feel about that how do you feel about going back to the old ways of marketing or do you have any other marketing ideas for uh, for people well, but before we get into that i just want to thank you for being a loyal listener you don't know how much it means to me that you're listening right now and i can share with you something that i'm passionate about if you enjoy the content that i'm bringing every week I just want to remind you that the Wedding Video Boss podcast also has a Patreon page where you can pledge as low as $1 to show your support and keep the show going. There's different tiers which gives you different perks like transcripts of all the episodes. This is for those who don't have time to listen for an hour. A Facebook community to share and give business advice for photographers and videographers. Also, extra episodes just for the hardcore fans. Just go to www.patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wedding Video Boss, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks for your support. Now let's get back to whatever we were talking about. After uh, after we got going pretty good, I, I started dating wedding planners that I wanted referrals from. Laura, Laura really didn't like that for some reason. And uh, so I kind of stopped that. I, I told her it was a business, nothing, not personal, but uh, it worked for a while. <laughs> no, I, uh, of course, everybody wants to hit the wedding planners up for the, for the high-end referrals, and, and that's important. But uh, we mainly got our, photog- our referrals from the beginning from photographers. It was a simple, it was an easy thing, but uh, it, it, I just got to be friends with them. And I had kind of maybe 12 or 13 and referred us constantly, sadly. Almost all of them are out of the business now. They either got too old or they just retired or whatever, you know. But uh, but uh, like like Brian Leahy said one on your podcast, he was great. He says, we can't ignore the other vendors that you can refer to, the cake artists, the catering, the venue, DJs. They're all out there. They are, And we have something that they need. Uh, we have video and we have photography. Uh, you know, they love the... They love that stuff for themselves, you know. It's, it's better than a shaky cell phone video, right? Uh we we have something that they need, so they, they have a reason to refer us, you know, so they can maybe get some little clips or whatever. But basically, uh, we uh, photographers that was it, and uh, it was just an incredible thing. I got fat and lazy for a long time because it was just going so good, and I probably neglected other aspects. But uh, wedding planners I met through ABC, starting around 2001. I started going to ABC meetings and got to meet them, and it was tough because I wasn't in Orange County at the time, but. Uh, Still made some great contacts that uh, last to this very day. And uh, wedding planners are hit by everybody every day for referrals. You know, you have to really be special. You have to really find your niche and and hopefully up. Uh, and it's a, but you got to know them. Take them out to lunch. You'd be surprised how many uh, wedding planners will uh, take you up on that. It's a it's a great idea. And you're not being forward. They uh, they have to eat too. And it's just a, you have to build a real personal relationship. You can't do it online. You know, there's no way. You, gotta, you can do it face to face and. ABC meetings, Orange County wedding program meetings, all kinds of stuff. You know, there's so much more now, and it, social media is great, obviously, because it's just expanded everything. But it's also confused the whole uh, landscape. You know, it's just so much going. Oh my God, uh, they're all out there. It, it's insane. It's gotten to a point now where uh, a lot of people spend half their day on social media, just doing doing uh, posts and promotions and whatnot. You know, it's crazy, but it's a good thing. Yeah. You know? It's, evolution is evolution is great. You got to stay relevant, though. Of course, you know you have to do that. But that's what we did. I uh, 
it was a different world back then. You know, I can't really uh, relate to some of the aspects that I used back then because they're really not uh, not working. But the face to face is always a winner. It's just uh, just get out there and uh, if you want to go out to this, like I did at the beginning, go to photography studios and uh, give your pitch. But uh, a lot of them now are offering video too. You know, more so than they were back then. They weren't even considering it. And uh, I maybe should have started doing photography back then too, but I didn't want to lose my referrals. And again, I want to keep it simple. Photography is pretty complex, and uh, yeah, it's just a situation where uh, you'll find your way somewhere or another. You know, it's 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 pretty easy. And uh, it, you just got to get on their radar. You know, you have to get on somebody's radar, and uh, meeting them personally is the best way to do it. And uh, it, it's just you know, the be- a best way to receive referrals is to give referrals. As simple as that. That's a that that saying's been around for a long time. And uh, if, if you refer other people too. Honestly, you know, uh, real referrals—they're going to give them back to you. You know, this is that's, referrals is what this business is all about. It's crazy, and uh, getting to know people personally is a uh, is the key to it. I think since we're in the service industry, the the just the word of mouth, and it's kind of like being on Yelp. You know, you, you just you don't only do a review to these vendors, but you also refer them. So when you talk to couples. And you tell them that, oh, this vendor, for sure, you need to get. It's kind of like a be, putting it as a review, but not online, more of like a personal thing. And people appreciate that, like being it everything to be personal to you. So my question is, what, what do you, what should people do to stand out and be in the radar? A, a, apart from, you know, obviously personality, just like what you said earlier and Right. Being face to face would be great, but what other things should people do to be in the radar? Well, the usual suspects, I guess. Uh, you know, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, all the usual stuff. You know, that's all been all been done. But the, you have to do it in a certain way that makes you uh, look human. You know, you just can't throw up a hot looking video and expect everybody to go, "My God, that's wonderful!" Because there's a lot of hot videos up there. You know, a lot of great photography up there. It's to stand out. You have to uh, show a certain certain kind of confidence in a that you respect the business and you respect the referral because nothing's more precious than a referral. It's a, it's a big thing to refer somebody. You're telling some, you're telling these guys that these people are the ones and if they go for them, you're semi responsible. I, I wish I could refer more photographies and whatever, but you know, video seems to be kind of down the list and when the rides are getting together with their, uh, their budgets and whatnot, you know, it's a, it's a bit awkward, but it's a, uh, there's, there's no clean cut answer, you know, get your wife involved. I don't know. Are your girlfriend one What's... girlfriend, not all the girlfriends? <laughs> you, know, you have to you have to pick one, <laughs> and uh, that was what it made us go. And uh, you and Stella are a good prime example of the husband wife teams that are succeeding today. Uh, back in uh, 2005 or six or so, Laura and I were uh, considered the best, the most famous uh, husband wife team in the country. And uh, just because we were all over the place, we were speaking at conventions, video conventions, and Laura was writing for a magazine and. We were winning a lot of awards back then with Weibo, which was the, the Academy Awards of the, of the videography back in those days, and uh, it was it was great. It was uh, it really worked out well, and uh, and you can't make it work. You know, if you if your spouse or your girlfriend has an interest in this, you have a vested interest. You know, it's, you got the same dreams and hopes. It's uh, you guys work together. The best partner is is possibly someone close to you. It can't happen with everybody. I know someone's got to make a living usually, but. Uh, does Stella work full time anywhere? She's you guys both full time. Yeah, both full time. Yep. See, it's a we're the exception. It's tough, you know. It really is, you know, because uh, women do get pregnant and they have babies and everything else. You know, it's just uh, it, it's tough, but uh, it can be done. It really can be done. And it's just uh, you know, brides like dealing with other women. You know, that was a big key to us too. You know, they have a perspective that men don't have naturally. You know, it, it's just uh, it's just a natural thing. But standing out. You know, if I knew the answer to that, I would stand out more too. You know, it's just tough. What's your opinion? I I think people um, here. What was that? I said, what's your opinion on how you stand out? Have you done it? I you know I I've always believed this one. Uh, I forgot where I heard it from, but he said, whenever you don't know what you need to do, all you have to do is look at what everyone is doing. And do the opposite of that. So I like that. Yeah. So for me, that's how we stand out. 
Like, you know, social media is just filled with these... It's just for beautiful things. And what people forget is for you to be able to... For you to be able to succeed in this business, you have to give, not take. And that's what I've been noticing. I, I've been in the industry here at least for 10 years. And that's what I've been noticing is the people who succeed are the givers, not the takers. And all the, it's just, uh, you know, social media is supposed to serve as a guide to people, not as something to aspire to. Because that's going to be a short-lived career is when you just put beautiful stuff out there and you're like, hi, this is, you know, I don't, you, you kind of like need to give, give people. And I feel like that's what makes you different. Like, it's, it's funny because the most basic things, the most old school ways of doing business is the one that's going to make you stand out because everyone else is doing the opposite, Right. So, uh, so true, so true. Uh, you have a great perspective on that. You know, the, uh, was a book written by Dale Carnegie, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's written in I the 40s or book. something. I don't know when it was written. Yeah. It, it's still relevant today. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, obviously things change, you know, Internet and everything else, and, uh, and the volume of, uh, of the people, how many photographers and videographers there and all that. So everything's a factor. But uh, on, on, the, uh, on the Facebook group that I have to peruse all the time to keep bad posts off, People just uh, make a new, I'm a, you know, they're a new member. So what do they do? They just put up a thing, a, a video or pictures, and don't even, nothing about themselves personally, and I have to delete it. I said, we, we don't do straight promos here. We want to get to know you. Tell us about yourself, how you, you know, all this and everything. That's so important, and you can do that at a network making, mixing uh, area too. You know, just when you're there, just tell them a quick story. Uh, it's true. People want to know about you. They don't want to know what you do so much as uh, whatever, because, you know, everybody's good now, aren't they? Yeah. Pretty much so. Everyone, yeah. It's just, it's, it, this business, getting, I don't want to change the subject, but this uh, videography business, uh, this did a quantum turn in 2010 when DSLRs came out. It was it was crazy. I mean, we were all, we thought we were great before. Everybody was doing great work. And then those cameras came out, and all of a sudden, everybody was great. It was amazing. It just gave them an uh, inexpensive way to get into the business and it's uh, it's really evolved into something special now but uh, <clears throat> it's uh, it's hard to stand out because everything looks pretty good <clears throat> it really does it's just uh, 2009-2010 it happened I remember I was up in uh, WPPI was a uh, Dave Williams and he had a he had a Canon uh, the first one out and he was going to film video and I didn't what I didn't even understand what he was talking about he had he was filming uh, the classes and whatnot and I followed him around and uh, learned a lot from him and that was the first time he had used it and, uh, and after that it just happened like gangbusters it was nuts you know I'm sure your first camera was a DSLR probably right no actually I I wanted the old school ones <laughs> yep. I still use uh, well, um, yeah, mini right. DV yeah yeah yep. 2007 or so is that I started yeah. I started filming 2004 and I used like a, a Panasonic DVX100 and a, a, a Canon G, right, right. GL1 and my my most favorite one is the XHA1 the Canon XHA1 big camera Never had that. I Oh my gosh. I, was, I had that Panasonic. I had that Panasonic and I loved it. It was great and uh yeah. it, it was it was great you know and it was it was fun and it was it was light and it was uh you know it was it was cool. You know, we've had we've seen so many technical breakthroughs of the for the business. You know, really amazing. I've seen more than you have, of course. But it's uh, it's not about equipment, right? It's no, just uh, I yeah. see so many photographers and videographers spending too much money on lenses. You know, thinking one more lens is going to put me over the top. It's not going to happen. Brides aren't going to know that. You got to have a good equipment, of course. But uh, it's just a uh, it's a great way to. So I spend a lot of money that's not going to make you any money back. I've never said don't buy anything that can't make you money back, you know. It's just uh, it's just that way, you know. Sometimes it's for comfort, but mainly it's just it's got to make you money. It's just uh, it's just crazy. It's uh, but it's fun. It's a good time. You know, you saving your money, Paul? You saving uh, money? I think so. My my wife is the <laughs> one who handles the money. <laughs> and uh, uh I know a lot of people in this business that aren't and uh simply because they've never been never done it and part of our success i'm not going to tell you how much money i have obviously but we've done we've done very well over the year and that 
our sales back not like it what it used to be, but in the, you know back in 2005 or so, we were doing almost $270,000 a year out of my home. It's crazy, and that that went on for quite a while. It's dropped recently, but it's uh, 2008 was a bad year. You know that's when the stock market crashed and all that. But we've uh, we made our money by buying a house, uh, living there a while, selling it for a big profit, selling that one, and that's worked out well. Also, uh, financial ideas would be get a financial manager put money IRA contributions we did that all the time when we were doing really well that's how we saved up a lot of money and uh, right now we're living in a house on the beach and the house is paid for and we got money in the bank we've done well uh, it was a little easier because I was there when it started you know but uh, it's tougher now but you got to save money man you, you're going to need that money someday you know <laughs> you really are oh, yeah. not, trust me because uh and uh, it's just uh, I'm not collecting Social Security yet, but we're doing we're doing fine with everything else, and that's because of the IRA contributions. And I did them through the company, so the company paid for the IRA contributions, and uh, that was a way to get money out of the business. And uh, it worked out well. We were in the stock market pretty heavily. Still, we uh, we were heavily into it in the mid mid 2000s, and then it crashed, and we lost a oh god, probably went down. 350,000 or so, but we oh stayed with goodness. it. And it, yeah, it was crazy. It was bad. A lot of my friends got out of the market at that point and uh, they lost a lot and never got it back. But uh, we, we hung in there and it, it came back uh, more than ever. Right? It's good. almost at its peak right now. It's crazy and that's been really big. And uh, it's just it's just important. Don't be afraid of stocks. It's, you take It takes balls to get into the stock market, but it's uh, the growth every year, if you average them over, is 10, 11, 12%. You know, you can't get any money on savings now. You put money in the bank, you're going to get one quarter of a percent it's oh, it's, it's heartbreaking terrible but yeah i know and people people 30 years old don't want to hear about retirement but they'll hear about it when they get to be 65 trust me you know wish they'd save some money so uh you know the only way to save money is to uh make more and spend less right yeah and also yeah. i feel like how, how do you feel uh, about having different avenues of income different avenues are fantastic you know we uh we had the corporate before are you talking about another business entirely? Starting a second business? Um, I mean, you you talked about stocks and right. you know you selling your house to get more profit and because I'm thinking for me, I want to have you know being a videography business. I it it can only give you so much because you're at the mercy of the people who are going to shoot for you and you yourself. Like you can't be sick. The whole year, you right, know. Right. So I, right. I want to have like uh, more uh, avenues for getting like passive income, and I feel like that's that's what. Well, a lot of videographers do the training thing, you know, and you're kind of doing starting that a little bit, you know. Love, I've done well with that. It's a, it's a lot of great seminars. That's something I never mentioned. All the all the seminars and all the conventions that are more available now online, uh, where you don't act, actually travel across the country. You know, I, I did a lot of that. It was uh, exhausting. But it's just a situation where a spinoff started a DJ company. Who knows? You know, whatever. And uh, you have the clients to uh, get that business helped out. You know, it's it's. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you can be one. You can you can. There's a lot of different different kind of jobs, uh, job descriptions in this wedding business. And uh, besides videography, and uh, yeah, you, you don't do photography, do you, Paul? Nope. Yep, that's an obvious one too. There, but it's just uh, it's, it's so much so much more headaches you know it's just oh a, yeah it's just a problem but uh uh you know and uh, a lot of people work another job you know a lot of t- part-timers in this business half the people we see there next us are probably part-timers and uh, god bless them it's uh it's tough to work monday through friday go out on the weekends i don't know when they do their editing uh that's why people get you know way way behind in editing i used to get way behind 20 30 weddings not anymore i i, I edit quicker our packages are small now just uh Basically, a highlight in raw footage in uh, about six hours, one camera, wham, bam, you know, it's, I get them out pretty quick. It's a, it's a good thing. Not an idea for everybody, but that's what we're doing now. We've slowed down to the point where I'm just, uh, Laura quit about four years ago. I should mention that, I guess. Uh, she started writing a novel, and she's uh, totally involved in that and the new house and everything else. But uh, she just uh, she put her time in, so she deserves to be off now. And, uh, so I just kind of slow down. That's why I'm down like 35 weddings or so a year. So it's a, it's what I want, but it's not for everybody, obviously, you know, because we're relying on some uh, savings money too, once in a while, whenever I need to. So it's a, uh, it works out well. What are your long-term plans? Oh man, should can can we not talk about my long-term plans? Because I don't have any. <laughs> 
long term. It's to, it's to have dinner tonight, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are we going to go on the weekend? Speaking of saving money, I, every in my feed every day I see you at a different restaurant. It must be expensive. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it, it's expensive. No, we go. We, we usually <laughs> go to happy hour, so it's easier and it's cheaper. But that's true. Yeah, I, I go to a lot of happy hours too. I should remember to eat too, though. You know, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> you know, you guys travel a lot. Do you have enough time to travel? That that's what travel we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do now. Like this year, we're we're going to be traveling a lot. A lot. Um, half for work. Like we have a wedding in San Francisco. We have a wedding in Hawaii. But then the other ones, we're meeting up with uh, event planners in New Orleans and. We're going to maybe New Jersey just to, you know, see the the country, and so that's oh, that's, that's good. what if you I, can work it. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, that's what we're trying to do is just to, just to give more time to ourselves because that's I feel like being ten years in the industry. That's what we forgot to do is to. Give, oh, oh, you're a veteran by now. You know, if you get past that ten year, you're you're a veteran. Oh, but I yeah. have a feeling you don't want to really do the destination weddings all the time. Do you? You kind of like working in Orange County, right? Yeah, I like working in Orange County. It's a great county. Oh yeah, it's 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 a it's a, it's a place to be. It really is. And uh, I just wish we had more brides with uh, bigger budgets. That's all. But uh, they're out there somewhere. They're there. The money's out, out there. You just got to find it. You know. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's not it. It's a. Uh, it's interesting, you know, but it's 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 uh, it's there. You just got to go out and find it. Uh, associate programs. You uh, you don't have any really yet. A lot of people working for you, right? But uh, it's just a situation where, you know, if your name isn't in the name of the company, you know, it's do it. You know, get some more help out there. Get more money that way. You've done that. You know, how many crews you have that can go out feasibly on one one Saturday? Well, we we usually do about two. Two at the most. Okay. Um, before we did four, but that almost killed us, so we stopped mm -hmm. doing that. But yeah, I, I, for me, I just wanted to make sure that we, 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 we gradually raised our prices. So when we were doing lower, right. lower wedding, uh, lower priced weddings, we needed to do more. But for me right, now, right. yeah, I just wanted to like do two at the most, and then that's it. Like we're 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 gonna be happy. Yeah, that's the way to be. Uh, there's a lot of photographers that do that. A uh, good friend of mine, Jim Kennedy, you know him. Uh, yes. He's got a company named Jim Kennedy Photographers. The brides go in knowing that he has a team that totally represents his brand and his and his talents. You know, good companies don't hire someone who is not great or what they do. and uh, They're an extension of your brand, right? It's worked out well for him. He has about four or five uh, people who shoot for him. He still shoots too, of course, but... Uh, it's worked out really good for him, and he's got the best associate program for a photographer I know in the area. I mean, she knows someone better. He's he's incredible, you know. You know the but, um, the it, people that we work with uh, under Jim Kennedy Photographers, they're pretty they're pretty yeah. good. They're pretty good as yeah. uh, skill wise, and they're also like good people. They're very courteous, yeah. and you know. Exactly, I'm good friends with all of them, and it's just uh, it's, but it starts at the top with Jim. He uh, he found those uh, those girls, and they. Uh, they do a great job, and any company can do that. You know, some are afraid to do that. They don't want to go out and represent my brand, and if their name is in the title, it makes it tough. You know, uh, you know, Paul Santiago video. You know, they want Paul, right? Yeah. They don't want Joe. They don't want Joe or someone else. You know, but he 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 did it good with the Jim Kennedy photographers. You know, so it says right there in the title. You know, so it works out well. But uh, more business for photographers, uh, more associate programs, and. It goes for DJs too, of course. You know they've uh, they've uh, they've done well in that over the years, and it's just uh, it's just great. You know, so what mistakes from the past have you made? Uh, man. <laughs> oh, I know one. I know uh, one. I listened to your I listened to your podcast about uh, pricing on a website. That, that was that was interesting. I learned a lot about that from from you, and that's a uh, that's always a dilemma for everybody. You know, my big mistake was not marrying Laura sooner. Believe me. <laughs> you Lori, I'm sure you. I'm sure you married Stella as soon as you could, right? You were like I, I 18, tried to. right? Oh yeah, yeah I tried. Yeah, to. you tried. Well, you asked enough until she finally said yes. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> I ask every year until she said yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been married? We've been married. This is our tenth year coming up. All right, cool. I've, I've known All her right. since we were 15, so it was 95 when I met her. And oh my god! Yeah. 
so she knew you when you were a nerd and she still married you, huh? Yeah, I was uh, a really cute nerd they, back then. Yeah, you're Mr. Cool, walking <laughs> around, growing up in a small little Filipino village, you know. Oh, yeah. Great. You've done well for yourself. Hey, you know, <laughs> now, the, I, I feel like when, when it comes to mistakes, it's just... A, Every it's 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 like growing pains, right? Nothing, right. not not nothing, just not nothing really was bad. You learn And, more from mistakes than you do from successes. Sometimes, you know, it really yeah. is. Uh, we've all been through it. You know, we've always we've all paid those expensive print ads, which never turned out to be anything. You know, I stopped oh, doing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just. Uh, You just learn, and we're all, I'm still learning today, and so are you. Everybody is. It's just the way it is. It's just uh, the important thing to avoid is burnout. You know, it's a common mistake that uh, solo uh, people make is, uh, is burnout, you know. I've, I've avoided it. I've been lucky. I don't know how. It's lonely out there by yourself, you know. It's just, uh, it really is. But uh, you have a crew around you, so you're doing really good, you know. So it's, uh, it's hey, a good thing, but. Uh, yeah, believe it or not. You, we get burnt out like the, you, there are we pretty much like work every day like we we come to the office or when we wake up at home or we just work constantly and that's why this year for the past two years that's why we decided you know what let's let's pay ourselves let's make sure that we take breaks because you know we've been doing this for 10 years and it's it kind of was exhausting so having mm -hmm. having yeah. making sure that You know, the, you just recharge. There, are, you should make it to a point that I don't know. That's the thing. Like when, when, whenever people say recharge, like how, how should you recharge, and how often? So, what are the common mistakes that you see with people who are in this industry? Like how they handle their business. Common mistakes is a is just too much. You know, you, when you first start, you really have to focus because you're building your business you know it really does take a lot of time working with your wife you know it's a lot of people have told me that what do you have to work work together in the day and then come back home and live together you know you get tired of each other it hasn't happened that way with us we always had something in common you know, we could talk about the weddings you know it was just really really cool but out it's just behind in your editing when referring to a videography that's that's a bad bad thing but it's just uh you can only do so much you're just one person that's where you need a little bit of help you have help because you got your your editors you got you got stella you got everything it works that well and uh but you should a vacation does it we used to always go to yosemite twice a twice a year and that was always a time to totally recharge because But I would be there. I'd be thinking about business when I was on vacation, you know. But I was still enjoying it. But you just can't get it out of your head when you're an entrepreneur, you know. You're it's always there. You know, it can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. But uh, just make it a good thing. Simple as that, you know. Just uh, don't get obsessed with it. But it is your future. It's money. I mean, this is uh, what it's all about. You know. I wish I could travel all the time. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? But yeah, can't um, do that yet. I would love that. I'll do it soon. Yeah, I would, I would love to go to Fullerton, you know, or somewhere, some exotic place. <laughs> Hawaiian <have>. Gardens. <laughs> I've never been to Hawaiian yeah. Gardens. It sounds amazing. Yeah, It sounds amazing. You've been I, there? I haven't. I, I've, I've, I've driven past Hawaiian Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on driving, baby. <laughs> so, okay. That's so okay. Before, yeah. before we, we end the interview, I want to ask you. Okay. I, I love compound interest. Like the, that's one of my passions is to make sure that you invest now because, you know, uh, along the line, along the way, like five, 10, 15 years along the way, what, whatever you plant mm -hmm. now is you're going to, you know, harvest it in the end. But w w coming from your, you and seeing everything that you've seen in this industry, what advice can you give to people who are starting out And some of some of the people who already have like an established business. Well, assuming you're talented, you can succeed as long as you uh, handle everything the proper way and the right attitude. You can't be obsessive about it. You know, you can't be totally crazy. And you have to make friends and you have to make contacts and totally, totally believe in your talent. Now, you can always be better than you've ever imagined. You really can. Uh, just imagine being better, and you, you'll turn into that. Starting off is going to be tough. You know, financially, it's going to be tough. Uh, getting jobs is going to be tough. But uh, if you really want to do this, stick to it. You know, it's 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 a cliche to speak, but it's what else can you do? You can't give up. 
go back to your job working in the cubicle? I don't think so. Uh, there's enough people out here for us to support yourself, and it's going to be a, it's going to be this fine. But just be aggressive, and not being, don't be obnoxious, don't be a jerk, and uh, treat everybody like you want to be treated yourself. It's a, it's a, it's it's pretty easy. It really is. It's just uh, not easy, but it's easy to try. You know, you're going to be okay. Everybody's going to be fine out there. Just go out there, work it, make some friends at work, and uh, come to our mixers, and you'll be happy. Simple as that. Yes, I got a I got a question for you. Who yes. were your mentors when you were in growing up? When you were in the Philippines? When you when you were? Did oh you have man! Any, did you get started a video over here, or did, was it over there? So when I when I started out, I I had a really great set of people that helped me out, and there was mm-hmm. this one director. He's a TV director because I started out in TV, and mm-hmm. they they were low budget that. They had to shoot out episodes like f- really quick, and this this guy he told me how to he taught me how to edit really quick and to how to judge footage really fast, and it really helped me out. So whenever we I I come into the to the office at like seven in the morning, and then they air the episode at three in the afternoon. So that's how how much how fast Jesus. I became. Oh, that's that's crazy. Why, yeah, and then. I had one guy who taught me how to judge based off of aesthetics. Like he's like, "Oh no, that doesn't look really good. Change it to a different angle." Blah blah blah. So he was just sitting right next to me, but I was editing. Like I, I was learning so much from this guy, and he turned out to be one of the most famous directors in the in the that's Philippines. Like, that that does horror movies. <laughs> he's that know, good. Me? I love it. I've never seen a Filipino horror movie. I don't think I've ever I've missed that. Oh, Maybe it's I scary. Maybe I can see when you edited one day. Was that what 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 wedding video? Did uh, Jason Magamba help you out over there at all? Were you no, I the, actually uh, never. The... I actually never worked with a an actual wedding videographer. It's always really? just okay. a photographer who's always looking for a videographer, and then he just teaches me like, oh, just make sure you shoot it from this angle, that angle. But they they were never like right, videographers. Right. But yeah, well, Frank Diesel was... was one of them. And uh, he, he was great. I, he's a good friend of mine. I met him several times, and he uh, we used to always be so jealous of the Filipino videographers back in I don't know, 2007 or so because they got to bring cranes and everything into the churches. They didn't care about them over there, you know. They were, they were also jealous. They got all these great shots. It was, you know, it was just an excuse. But uh, they did some amazing work. Him and Bob Nichols, uh, oh, amazing Nicholas, people, yeah. and I'm sure they're still there too. Nicholas, yeah, uh, I'm sure it was amazing. But we were so jealous that the churches let them bring in their cranes. Can you imagine that? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. These guys. It's insanity. And uh, uh, getting back to that, your previous question, I had something that's popped in my head about what to do to succeed. Uh, you got to have a habit. I have a habit. Greed, I would suppose. You know, greed's good, right? Uh, but seriously, uh, it's just uh, you got to have an undeniable urge to survive. You got to feed the family. Nothing like motivation and paying your mortgage. You know, just to go out there and make that success really successful. And the most important thing to remember is that we all we really are doing something for a living that actually has meaning. What we do has meaning and substance to these bride and grooms. You know, it really is. It's important. You know, it's just you align yourself with people in the business that matter. Everybody matters. But if you align yourself in the beginning with people who are already successful, it's going to help you out. Become friends with them. It's just a good thing. You know, go right to the top. That's another big advice that I should have mentioned before, but it's uh, it's worked out well. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just a way to do it. But uh, they're not going to forget you. I, I, yeah, I, I feel like the, you just have to appreciate how life is and how fragile life is and that's i feel like that's the formula to becoming a wedding videographer or a photographer like you, your your job is to capture life not create not create you know these these shots because you, when you're exactly. creating shots you're just like you're staging everything you capture make sure you you know how to capture these moments and that's you know the most important person to ever the most important person to ever give you a comment about a wedding video is the couple and the family. That that's it. Like it well, doesn't matter so. who else, you know. That, that, you have to impress them first. And the years we're doing the conventions and whatnot, Laura and I were kind of got fell into the mode of trying to impress other videographers, and that uh, uh that didn't work out so well. You know, it's just, it doesn't matter because they uh, they didn't really know, you know, and it was just uh. It was just ridiculous. So we've just got burned out on that. That was major burnout. 
making those uh, seminars and took weeks and weeks, got so far behind in editing. It was just something that was uh, good for the ego, but it was, uh, you know, I was there, did it, done that, don't need to do it again. It's just a, it's just a good thing. But training other video offers with, like, podcasts is a great thing. Expose themselves to different ideas, different people, different concepts, and uh, be fine. I feel like I left this business in, in good hands. People like you, Paul and Stella, you know, you guys are going to just do this fine and be a good example and uh, keep on going. And because uh, you know, almost I've been in this more than got three quarters of my life. It's crazy. Wow. And I, I had a whole big life before that. You know, I had a I was having a great time. Got married when I was 34. I had a great time. It was uh, it was fun, and it's all led up to this. You know, married almost 35 years. No, no, oh, no, no, that's wrong. 26 years. What am I saying? <laughs> it's, 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 and I've been a good husband all this time. That's what Laura says. And I've been faithful. That's so good. It's a good thing, right? Hey, it's uh, like you. Oh yeah. I, 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 I mean, we flirt. We we flirt at these mixers a lot, but it's flirting is a form of networking, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as <laughs> <laughs> as long as the, the other person your eyelashes. <laughs> as long as the other person doesn't know you're flirting with them, I think you're going to be fine. They always know, Paul. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you bat your little eyelashes at them, and they go, "Oh, Paul." Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> it's fun. Well, I've enjoyed this uh, very much. So, uh, thanks for having me, and I appreciate you bringing up bringing in somebody on like myself. You know, uh, you know, I've always looked up to you because not only were you gracious, and you're always everyone loves you. But you also oh. you also try to help people, and that's the that's why I I really looked up to you because it's just it's it's crazy how rare people like you are in this industry, and I really appreciate that you you you're a guest here in my show. Oh, you're sweet. A small tear has arisen in my eyeball, but it's gone now. It's okay. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> maybe it's because it's foggy there. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yes. Yeah, listen, we'll see you at uh, a party soon, okay? Yeah, we'll see you next month, in two months. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope I see you before that, but uh, we'll see what happens, okay? okay. Thanks again, and uh, have a good time. And tell Stella I said hi, I'll give her a call. Thank you so much. All the or best be to you, Steve. Freddy. You bet, buddy. See ya. Just like what Steve said, you know, consistency is key to living a long and happy life in the wedding industry. Things will come and go. Just stick to what you're good at and perfect it. And that's how Steve lasted this long in the industry. And I really appreciate that he came on the show and talked to us about it. Because that's exactly what you do. You give back. So I hope you picked up something from this episode. Tell me. Let me know what you think. If you want to talk about it more, feel free to DM me or message me. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for giving me a review. Thanks for giving me a thumbs up. I really appreciate it with all my heart. And I can't wait for you to hear the next episode. So I'll see you on the next episode of the Wedding Video Boss Podcast. Till then, play nice if you can't win. Be nice, especially if you're good looking. Boss man out. can't win be nice especially if you're good looking boss man out